All right. Good evening. I hope you're all doing great. Today we're learning Maseches Baba Kama Daf Samech Zayin, and we ended kind of abruptly in the middle of a sugya toward the bottom of Samech Vav Amid Beis, about six seven lines from the bottom. Today is a relatively short blot. In Resnick language, it was like under ten minutes. <laughs> Some of the blot that we've had so far in Resnick language was twenty two minutes, which is like a zafta gadaf. So it's a, a little bit uh, longer. So not like I was. No, not like yesterday. So um, the Gemara opens up five, six lines from the bottom of and says, What is the reason why if I steal something from you and I do an action to that item that somewhat changes that item, why does that work? Says the Gemara, because Hasam me'ikara eitzim v'hashtakelim. Because the item that I took from you might have been a block of wood, but Lamaisa now they are uh, Caleb. They're not. They're no longer the same thing. And Shinui Hashem Nami. The same thing is true in regards to an item that has its name change, uh, even on its own. Meikara Karula Mishcha. It used to be that it was called skin. Vahashta Abarzin. Now it's called a mat or whatever Abarzin means. Some type of final product. Says the Gemara, wait one second. This was Stan's question yesterday. We just ran out of time. If you have a beam, there we have a change of name in regards to the beam. Before, when you pulled it off the shelf in Home Depot, it was called a kshura, it was called a beam. Now it has a new name, which is a tlala, an overhang, whatever the right wording is. But Lamai said there's a shinui shame. It's not, we have a Mishnah. Al-Hamarish yeah, on a beam that was stolen, that was built into a building. The halacha is that if I steal a beam from you, I see that you, uh, you've, you've done your shopping for a new, a new building project and the workers have dropped off all of the beams in your backyard. I go into your backyard and steal a $10,000 steel beam and I, and I build it into my house. Halacha Lamaisa, I only have to pay you cash value because of Takana Sashavim. If I'm going to require of you who stole to dismantle your house to give me back what was stolen, there's just no way you're going to do it. So the Chachamim did a little twist. And they said, keep it, Shegetz, keep it. You did something wrong. You still have to pay. The only reason we're doing this is so that you're you're able to achieve tshuva. Otherwise, you're just not going to do it. And that's bad for your neshama. And that's what the Chachamim were concerned about. It's okay. So he, he took you three months to get that steel beam. Say that again. It, it took you three months to get the steel beam. Yeah. The guy comes and steals it, puts it into his house. He'll give you the $10,000 paper, whatever the value is. Now you got more than other three months to decide your house project. Like, what is that person's going to go away? Like, he's been made whole on some of the work, way behind the work. Like, you can't hurt your house. So let me, let me throw the question back at you in halachic language. Does the beam become more valuable because of the delayed project? Would we say that the beam is more than $10,000 now? Probably not. We'd probably say the beam is the beam, but there are side issues. Uh, you know, there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we would not. I, I, that's where my, I wasn't thinking of the term when you said it, but that's where my head was. And you can't be held accountable for something like that. It's uh, there's a billion variations of what that could look like, you know. So we just don't do that. But it's beyond indirect. 
It's, it's really, it's really, really far. Even the distinction of Grama and Garmi, where the where Rashi and other Rishonim argue, you know, what does indirect mean? Does indirect mean my elbow bumped your car and then your car, your car door cracked someone's arm, which is at least you're involved. Then there's Grama, which is even more indirect. This is extremely indirect. So I think Tex is right that if Grama Benizakin is putter, then this is for sure putter. You wouldn't be you wouldn't have to pay for the delay of game. Let's say the delay of building. I can't imagine. Huh? Right. So that's why I'm I was playing with that idea, but I don't think that's real because we have to look. That's what we've been discussing the last many blot. We look at the cost of that item either based on Shaskaneva or Shasa Amadabadin. But the Gemara, but the Gemara Grama Ben Isaac and Potter. No problem. No problem. I mean, it's no. You're a jerk. I'm saying you're, you're the thief is a jerk, but he's a. Not the, the the halachic. You have to look at it like in a very very dry way of the halachic reach of your your of your actions, the halachic reach of your actions and the grama. It's always the case. That's why our Gemara never factored in anything else. It was either Shas HaMad HaBedin when Bezdin... We have, we have, we have when there's still a house or whatever, it's people, like there, there are levels on top of what the value is that are possible. Correct, and that might that might apply here too. If you if I steal something of yours, I do have a din of Kefel. That's true. I do have a din of Kefel, but that's not because of the Cheshbonos that you just said. That's because the Torah slapped you on the wrist and said it's Kefel. It's not a din in math. It's a din in Knas. What if the same thing about replacing the bill is you have a supplier that's faster but more expensive? That... Well, if I steal and then I say, I'm going to keep it, but I'm going to replace it for you. So that's not what the Gemara is saying. The Gemara says, I have to pay you cash. You figure it out. If the beam is $10,000, mm -hmm. I give you $10,000. If you say to me, give me 12 so that I can buy it faster, that's not my problem. I'm a thief. I have to pay back. But we're not, it's, your answer is the same answer to stands. is that you? it's indirect already. It's indirect. So this is what the Gemara says, that we have Takana Sashavim in regards to a beam, that if it's built into the house, halachically speaking, um, I now own that beam, and the Chachamim say, I have to pay cash for what I stole. Good to go. The Gemara then says, Taima, the only reason why this is true is Mipnei Takana Sashavim. Says the Gemara, Halav hachi hadar be'ene, then I would have had to give it back exactly like it is. So Amar Rav Yosef, Marish Shmo Alav. A beam is always called a beam, even when it's built into a home. We would, by the way, we would say the same exact thing. Oh, where did they put the beam in the house? Where are the support beams? You know, which wall is the load-bearing wall? That's how, like our Lush and Adam, that's how we talk in our homes now. So push it that it's going to be the same, but the Gemara gives a very, very strong textual proof to Tanya. The Brisa writes, quoting from a Pasuk in Yechezkel, the Gemara speaks about something that we're not going to go into, but it says, Tzalos, uh, it's actually, Vitzalos Habais Ubim. So the Pasuk says, Tzalos Habais Elu Hamelatatin. These are like window sills or like a framing of a window. And that's again, not for us. Ubim Elu Hamerishos. The part of the house that's referred to as beams. Very good. That's what the Gemara says. And that's how we see the Merishos are always called Merishos, even when they're built in. Reb Zeira, on the top of Samach Zayin and Aleph, gives a bit of a different reason. Reb Zeira Amar, Shinui hachoser lebriyoso, b'shinui hashem lo havishinui. If you have an item that can regress back into its original form, then it's not called a shinui. If I, uh, you know, modify the car in a permanent way, I just scratch my name into the door. I can't fix that. If I take a baseball bat to the headlights, it's never going to be its original again. That's a Kenyan. But over here, I take an item and I 
and I use it in my house. Okay, but I could always take the house down and take the item back. If that's the case, says the Gemara, according to Abzera, lo havishinui, that in regards to the marish, it always maintains its uh, it always maintains its status and should always be returned as is, like the Gemara says in the very first words on this page, because it's a shinui hachoser lebriaso, and therefore bishinui hashem lo havishinui. You don't have to take apart the house. It's just that it's not called a shinui. So because of Takanos HaShavim, you have to give back the cash. Without Takanos HaShavim, you would have had to give back the bean, which means that it's not called a shinui. Bishinui Hashem says the Gemara. Shinui Hashem she'enochoser. Let's say that I have a name change that's enochoser libriaso that will never go back. It's a permanent change. Mihavashinui. Would that be the case where there's a shinui? This gets into a sugya of mikvaos. We know that by mikvaos that we don't want to have mayim she'uvim. We want to have the right kind of water. We don't want water that's ever been in a kli. So says the Gemara as follows: six lines down. sinor. If you have a pipe. When they made the pipe, our pipes are made out of uh, clay, whatever they're made out of. Back in the day, they would take a block of wood and they would hew from the block of wood a pipe. They would cut the outer part until it's round. They would drill in the middle and what was left was a pipe. But initially it was a kitsitsta, it was a block of wood. And now it's a pipe. You know what you're never going to get again? A block of wood. You're done. Now that's wood chips, whatever's left over, you're done. But it's a pipe now and you can never put it back. The Tanya, and we have a Brisa. Tzinor, if you have a pipe, Shechakiko, Ulevasov, Kiva'o, first you carve out the Tzinor from a block of wood, and then Kiva'o, you put it in cement in just the right place so that the water can flow just right. Poseles HaMikvah. The reason it's Posel the Mikvah is because since Mayim Shu'uvim is Pasel, and this pipe right now is a Kli, so therefore that Mikvah is not kosher. However, Kiva'o, Ulevasov, Chakako, let's say you did it differently. You took the block of wood, you positioned it in the right place, and you never had a clee of a pipe that was freestanding. You carved out from the block of wood. Once it's already in place, you carved out a pipe. Okay, So if you could imagine taking a block of wood that's three feet long and a cube shape in the other dimensions, three feet by one foot by one foot, and you put it down, you cement it in. You take a big drill bit and you drill a hole right in the middle of the wood. Now it's cemented in already. It's mechubar lakarka. So now, is that pipe a kli? Yes or no? The pipe you made was made after it was mechubar lakarka. So the Gemara says over here, that if first you put the block of wood on the ground and cement it, you take one of those circular drill bits, let's say five inches in diameter, and you know, and you, you just make a perfect circle right in the middle, the water can flow relatively smoothly, whatever the liquid is. In that case, the water that flows through there is totally kosher because it was never a kli. Now, if in fact you want to say that Shinui Hashem is real, then Afilu in that latter case of we should say that even in a case where you're koveya the wood in the ground and afterwards you're chokek it, it should be pasel. Why is that? Because it still has this din of a tzinor. It's still a pipe and there's no Shinui shame because Lamai said it's the same exact thing. So the Gemara says, shiny she'iva that our limitations in regards to a mikvah, when we say that there's mayim she'uvim, that's only a din derabanon. Oraisa, the mikvah is still kosher. So in one case, where you take the block and you cement it into the ground first, and then you drill through, we're mekil, 
on the Dindarabanon, but where the Tsinor was first created and then the Tsinor was placed down in the pipeline, then we're going to say we're Makbid on the Dindarabanon. Says the Gemara, why would you distinguish between one case and the other? Ihachi, a third of the way down on Samach Zayin Amadalev, Ihachi says the Gemara, Afilu Deresha Nami, we should have said that even the first case should be Mutter. The whole thing is Derabanon, anyways. Okay, we see what's happening here. The, this isn't like a cup you drink out of. I was making a pipe for the sake of the pipeline. It was not like, uh, you know what, I'm going to get a pitcher out of the cabinet. It's not like that. The tzinar was specifically made for this purpose. So says the Gemara, a beautiful distinction between the case of making a pipe and then making a pipe first and then putting it in its place versus taking a block of wood and putting it in its place and then drilling. What's the difference? Hasam ikatoras kli alav betalush. In the first case where you first carve out the pipe, and then you put it in its place. It had a shame kli. First, it had a shame kli. This is a cup. The cup has a shame kli. Everyone agrees. Now I'm going to use it. I'm going to cement it into the mikvah. Okay, but it was already a kli. However, hacha, where you took a block of wood and cemented it in first, then ain toras kli alabatalush. There was never a time when it was a freestanding kli. Therefore, in regards to the dinder abanon of Mayim Shuvim in a mikvah, we're going to be makel on the dinder abanon when it was never a kli in the first place, even though it's called a tzinor. Masha'ain came when it was a freestanding kli. Then we're not going to be makel on the dinder abanon and the mikvah will be puzzle. The Gemara says, Mesve, halfway down. Haganav is a regular thief. Behagazlan is a, a brazen thief. Beha'onas. We're used to this word in regards to violating someone. It's actually similarly used here. It's a forceful way of stealing. Take a look at Rashi because we saw a hint of this Rashi earlier. Uh, Rashi, Deep Ramaskal, Anas, eight lines from the bottom. Chamsan, the Yahiv Dmei. Chamsan, the means that I forced you to sell it to me. You know, I, I'm, I'm not stealing, but I'm forcing you to sell. I'm a jerk about it. It's like the mafia. You will sell your family ring to me no matter what. Here's a gun. I'm going to point it at you and you are going to sell it to me. So the Gemara says in a case like that where something is stolen and one of these three ways of Gan of Gazlan are on us, Hekdeshan Hektish, Utrumasan Truma, Umaisros Maiser, Umaisrosan Maiser. In all of these cases, if I steal from you and then I maktish it, it works. If I give it as Truma, it works. If I give it as Maiser, it works. Rashi, six lines from the bottom, says, Dibraham Askel Utrumasan, he says at the end of this Rashi, Alma, Kanile Ligzela Biyeush. It seems over here that there is Yeush. Because if, you, if I steal from you, and I steal from you in a very forceful way, you are Miyayish right away. You're like, this guy is a jerk, and I'm never getting my stuff back. The second I'm Miyayish, it enables the Ganev to be Makdish that item, because Yeush works. So the Gemara says it's a Kasha and the Shita that says that there is no such thing as Yeush. Here we see that Yeush works beautifully. The Gemara responds, Amre, halfway down on Samach Zayin, Amr Aleph, Hasam Ikashinui Shem. In one case, we actually have a, a name change. Dimeikara Tivla Vehashda Truma. That when the when the Peros were first put into the bin, it was considered Tevel, and now it's called Truma. And in regards to Hektish, Meikara Chulin Vehashda Hektish. Therefore, in this case, because there was a Shinui Shem, there was therefore a Kenyan. And therefore, the Ganav now owns those items and can be maktish them. He can give them as trumas and he can give them as miser. He still needs to pay back the financial cost. And if he's a Ganav, then he's going to pay kefel, whatever the halachos are. But the point is that the reason why this is not a kasha and the shita 
about those who say that there's no such thing as Yehush is because over here, we're not talking about Yehush. We're talking about Shinui Shem. And here, because it started as Tevel and ended as Truma, or it started as Chulin and ended up as Hektish, that's a Shinui Shem, and therefore we're not talking about Yehush. The rest of the Gemara flows very quickly. There's a, we'll see a machloka samurai. How do we know that Shinui uh, works, that Shinui is Kona for the Ganav? If I take your item and there's a change, now it's mine and I have to pay you back cash. The Pasuk says you have to return the money. We saw this Gemara before. If what I stole is still intact, that's what I pay you back. And if in fact I don't have it anymore or if it's inaccessible, then I have to pay back cash. Says the Gemara, you can't say that that's what Asher Gazal works. Five, six, seven lines from the bottom. Hi, Asher Gazal. When the Pasuk says Asher Gazal, Now, just happens to be there's a father-son in the room. Just happens to be. Let's say my father in his free time when he's not teaching chemistry is a thief and my father steals and I then become the inheritor of his obligations to pay back the theft. Okay, I'm his child. So therefore, in regards to my father's theft, even though in other cases, if my father was caught, he'd have to pay a chomesh on his theft in certain cases if he's paying Karen. I, as his child, if I were to be repaying that debt of his, I would not have to pay chomesh. And that's learned from the Pasuk of Asher Gazal. So don't tell me that Asher Gazal is there to teach me that if I still have the item and I'm the Ganav, I have to give it back. That Pasuk was used to teach me that a son does not have to pay a chomesh when paying back his father's obligations of theft. Says the Gemara, that's not a good argument because I could actually learn both from them. In Cain, if it were to be the way you learned that Asher Gazal was already used, the Nichtov Rachmana Beheshives Gizelo. If it was only talking about me and my father, then it, I, the Pasuk should say Gzelo in the singular, it should speak about him, Gzelo, his, my father's. Asher Gazal Lamalin, the fact that it wasn't written Asher Gzelo, what does that mean? Says the Gemara, Lamalin Lemechtav, why do I need those words? Shema Minotarte, that I can learn two things from these words. I can learn Imkein She Gazal Yachsir, and I can also learn the case of Lemiute Gezel Aviv She Enomosiv Chomeshal Gezel Aviv, that if my father were to steal and I inherited what he owed, I would not be obligated to pay a Chomesh on the repayment of the theft that my father did. Ve'ikad de'amre, another version of Rav Chizda, similar but different. Amr Rav Chizda, Amr Rav Yonasan, minayin l'shinui she'en okone. This is the opposite. What did we see about Rav Chizda on the first of the long lines? Take a look back. We said minayin l'shinui she'hu kone, right? Now look at the ikad de'amre. Minayin l'shinui she'en okone. So this Rav Chizda, we don't know how Rav Chizda held. Did he hold that this was going to be kone? Yes or no? Did shinui matter? So now we see on the flip side, you have to give back the stolen item no matter what, seemingly, even if there were to have been a shinui. So maybe the words Asher Gazal should teach me that there is a point where a shinui does work. This comes to teach me something else. Asher Gzelo, Asher Gazal comes to teach me that if I steal, I have to pay a chomesh. But if I'm paying back a theft debt from my father, then I don't have to pay Chomesh. This Ula seems to agree with the second approach of Rav Chizda, the Ika Amre, that Yehush, that, excuse me, that a Shinui is not Kona, because the Pasuk says, this is a Pasuk in Malachi, 
If you bring this mincha, do you think I'm going to want it? So the Pasuk over here in the Gemara says, If you bring a korban that's stolen or a, or a one that's maim or or an animal that's sick, and the Gemara makes a diuk from the Pasuk, that which is stolen, an animal which is stolen, is similar to an animal which has a blemish. How so? Just like this piseach, he's missing a leg, he's missing an eye, he's missing an ear, he's missing a toe, whatever it is. In all of those cases, they don't have toes, but you get the point. I didn't realize it until I said it, but they don't have toes. But the Gemara says that they're the same. Just like these animals have no takana, even a stolen item, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's how... Ula learns out that there's no shinui in regards to an item that's that's guzzle. There might be takonas hashavim built in, but that doesn't mean ladina amida oraisa that that's what's happening. It could be that there's no shinui. Okay, we say you can keep it because it's takonas hashavim. Fine, but that that's a, an afterthought. The etzem the din is that a shinui does not work according to Ula. Rava Omar Mehacha. Rava learns this out from somewhere else. Korbano. The pasuk reads. Right in the beginning of Sefer Vayikra. So the word korbano means that I bring my korban, but I can't bring your korban. Says the Gemara Amos, when is this the case? If I take your animal, I steal it, and you're not yet meyayish. You're still hanging up signs around the community. Has anybody seen my cow? So then, pshita, that my korban is not. If I bring your animal, it's not going to work. That's obvious. I, I can't bring a korban where the bailam have not been meyayish yet. That should be pashut. It must be laachar yeyush. It must be that the brisa. Uh, Korbano Veloha Gazul on the third line is talking about a case case where there was Yeush, and nevertheless, even though there was Yeush, we see Veloha Gazul that if I take the animal that I stole from you and your Miyaish and I bring the Korban, it does not count. Ushmamina, Yeush Lokani, Shmamina. Very good. So now we've seen Mari Makomos for version number one of Ravchizda, version number two of Ravchizda, Ula. And Rava, quite a few. Now, Rava stirred the pot a little bit because Rava himself said something differently three days ago. Let's take a look in the Gemara, six, seven lines down on Samach Zayin Amid Beis. We're going to be going until the two dots, five lines from the bottom of the page. The Gemara says, wait one second. Earlier, when we spoke about this example by Rava, we said that that case wasn't talking about Yeush. That case was talking about me bringing your korban that I stole. I stole your korban and I brought it as it relates to you. That's how Rava explained the Gemara a couple of blad ago. So, that Rava changed his mind, that Rava changed his mind. And there are those who say that we did present Rapapa here in a couple of blad ago. Perhaps one of those shitas of Rapapa, one of those shitas of Rava are actually Rapapa. That brings us to the next case of going back to the Mishnah from many blad ago. And our Mishnah said, that uh, the din of Kefil applies to a shore and a seh. I should say the din of Arba V'chamisha applies to a shore and a seh and to no other animals. Says the Gemara, Ve'amayin. Why would we say that it applies to no other animals? Nelef, we should learn shore, shore, mishabis. We should learn Shava from the word shore. The first pasuk we have is ki yignov ish shore o seh utvacho v'chule. And the next pasuk says, uh, 
Bechamorcha. So we see the word shore in both places, and the Gemara Darshans. Just like when it comes to uh, the world of Shabbos, we have a din um, of, even of birds. So, so too should, the same thing should be over here. We should have said the same thing by Tavach Machar. But it's not true, because our Mishnah said that it only applies to a shore and a set. So the next part of the Gemara has a lot of very quick and rapid back and forth. So you just have to hold cup. Not difficult. You just have to pay attention. Otherwise, it's uh, you'll lose it very quickly. A third of the way down, four lines before the white lines. Amar Rava, don't worry. How do I know that the din of Dalit only applies to a shor and a se? Because Amar Rava, Amar Kra, shor v'seh, shor v'seh, beis pa'amim. The Pasuk says shor v'seh twice. I'll read the Pasuk again. That's the first one. We see that Shor is listed twice in the Pasuk and Se is listed twice in the Pasuk. That's his answer. That because it says Shor Vaseh twice, that's a double down. And therefore we see that the applicability of Dalad Vahey only applies to the world of Shor Vaseh and to nothing else. Amre, they asked on Rava, Haim Yater. Which words of Shorvaseh were the extra ones? Was it the first set of Shorvaseh? And if you have the Pasuk in front of you, it's easier to look at the Pasuk now. Ki yignov ish and skip Shor Oseh. Ki yignov ish, if a man steals, utvacho omechar So which one is it? Do we say it's that one? Or do we skip the latter Shorvaseh toward the end of the Pasuk? Tachas, not tachas arba, tachas, just say tachtov. We'll see soon how the Gemara teaches it. So which one is it? Was it the first set? that we uh, were using as the Raya or the second one, says the Gemara. Ilema Shorva said the Seifamiyater. If you want to say that the words of Shorin said that are in the end of the Pasuk were extra, and what should the Pasuk have written without those words? The Nichtov Rachmana ki yignov shor oseut v'chom mecharoch hamisha bakar yisham tachas tachtov, the arbatzon tachtov, tachtov and tachtov. Right of it and of it, seemingly referring back to the beginning of the pasuk, doesn't say shor again. That can't be why, because the kasev rachman If the gemara, if the if the pasuk was written that way, Look at the second half of the pasuk at the end of the first long line. So if it's tvacho macharo, chamisha bakar yeshalem tachtov ve'arbatzon tachtov. It seems that whatever happened in the beginning of the pasuk, I have to bring five bakar and four tzon which totals nine. That, that's how I would have learned if at the Seifa of the Mishnah, if the Seifa of the Pasuk didn't say Shor Vaset. And the Chitema, Haksiv Tachtov Tachtov, that we have the word Tachas twice, and therefore, Chad Tachtov Miyater, that's not true either, because we need that extra word anyways, Detanya, Yachol Ganav Shor, I can give a whole collection of animals that are less expensive, more wild, but the total cost is the same. One awesome animal or five shvach animals. Those words are used. So therefore, we can't say that the extra shorba says at the end of the pasuk. Ella, the Gemara says right halfway down, shorba said to Reshem Yutar, the Chora, Rava meant that the beginning of the pasuk had extra words of shorba said. How then would we have written the Pasuk? The Nichtov Rachmana, the Pasuk could have instead said, He ignov ishut vacho skipping the word shor v'seh. Chamisha bakar yeshalim tachas ha-shor v'arbatzon tachas Beautiful. So maybe we can understand the Pasuk that the shor v'seh in the beginning of the Pasuk was extra, but the one at the end was necessary. 
The Gemara says no. I might have thought that the only time we would have then had a din of Dalad Behe is only after I steal both of them, a shore and a se, and shech them, says the Gemara. That can't be the case because because there the Pasuk speaks in a singular language. So what you what you said would be the misunderstanding can't be the misunderstanding. The aim of the Gemara says, Maybe we have to steal both the shore and the son and sell both of them. That can't be either because which is also in the singular, so you can't have such a Havamina either. The aim of perhaps we should say, Maybe all of these different iterations. Maybe we should say that until the person steals both, he has to steal both a shore and a set, and he has to shecht one and sell one. Can't be because omicharo is still in the singular, and that would uh, that would not work. The akati omicharoksi because it says or you should sell it. Can't be that you have to do both. Sorry, I miss I miss explain that. What it means here is when it says omicharo, it means either or tabach or machar, not tabach and machar. But in this example, he said. Um, he said, that you shechted one and, not or, you shechted one and so on. So that can't be the case either. Two-thirds of the way down. Perhaps still I would misunderstand the Pasuk to assume that in order to be chayv dalit behei, I have to steal both the, the, the shore and the seh, the tabach chad umeshayar chad, and I had to shecht one, but I left one alive. Oh, or I would sell one and leave the other. So that's a real possibility. And therefore, that also can't be the case, that the Shorvaseh and the Resha of the Pasuk is what we were trying to learn from. The Gemara therefore says, we have to split. El Ashor de Seifa, the said de Resha, meyater. The word Shor and the end of the Pasuk and the word Seh in the beginning are the extra terminologies that determined for us that only a Shor and a Seh apply by Dalit no chickens, no birds. Here's what we could have written with uh, with this distinction of the word se in the beginning being extra, and therefore we're going to leave it out in this example, and the word shor in the seifa being left out of the end of the pasuk. Says the Gemara, in theory, the pasuk could have read, only the word shor. Um, and then, referring back to the ratio of the word shor. And over here in the Seifa, we have we have the word se. Says the Gemara, shor the Seifa of said the ratio lamali. If I'm able to understand the pasuk without the shor in one part of the pasuk and without se in the other part of the pasuk, shmamina shor v'sein midiacharin alo. The Gemara therefore concludes, like Rava tersely explained to us in one line toward the top of the page, that really because the word shor in one part of the Pasuk can be deleted, and set in one part of the Pasuk can be deleted, and the Pasuk is still understood, that means that those words are extra, and therefore the din is only by Shor and we would not want to learn that Kal Homer that we started with toward the top of the page, where uh, we said that uh, the din would be that it applies even to other animals. There is no applicability of Dalit Behe to any animals other than a Shor or a Seh. We'll stop right here. In Mirza Hashem, we're in person tomorrow night at the two dots, five lines from the bottom of the page. Wishing you all a beautiful night.